Hey, happy holidays, happy belated Hanukkah. I'm Cynthia Chang-Mintz, your host of Cynthia Talks Life. Anyway, most of you know that my family is a multi-ethnic and multi-faith household. And no, December isn't all that conflicted for us. We just celebrate both Hanukkah and Christmas, no qualms at all. Junior Mints gets gifts for both holidays. And yes, we eat latkes, as well as a somewhat traditional Christmas dinner. Well, we had a huge holiday get together with my side of the family before the pandemic hit, usually involving a catered meal from one of our, the local gourmet grocery stores. If the dinner occurred during Hanukkah, then yes, latkes would be part of the meal. There's also a birthday cake for dessert as we have a family birthday on December 25th. All of this is normal for us. Growing up was often a little bit different. We didn't do turkey necessarily, but would go to a Chinese restaurant, often that Shanghainese place on Eglinton and Avenue Road, which had that really creepy replica of an emperor's robe hanging in the entrance, as well as weird smelling bathrooms for the birthday celebrations. Of course, we'd still do Santa. I'd wake up in the morning to gifts by the fireplace or the tree. I remember always asking for an art set. One of my favorite gifts was a Crayola carrying case with watercolors, markers, chalk, poster paint, and crayons. I think I got that when I was maybe five or six, and it occupied me for like hours, the whole day perhaps, until we had to go to that restaurant. It was a lot of fun. Some of my other memorable gifts included a clay set, as well as books like Charlie and the Chocolate Factory and its sequel, Charlie and the Great Glass Elevator. Another was Judy Blame's Blubber. I was told by a neighbor who was a little bit older than me that that book, along with Are You There, God? It's Me, Margaret, was quote-unquote inappropriate and for quote-unquote bad girls. You know what, to this day, I didn't still don't really get it. Why? I mean, is it because there was bullying in the former book and the latter was about getting one's period? Anyway, that's not the, really the point of today's show. When it came to school, I don't remember what happened when I was going to a public school for kindergarten. I think we didn't do anything at all, not even for Hanukkah. The school was majority Jewish. Of course, it was a big deal at my Catholic elementary school. Then came middle and high school when I was at BSS, the Bishop Strawn School. One of the school's traditions was its annual nativity, performed in silent and in slow motion with a narrator reading parts of the Bible and the choir, the senior choir, singing mostly a cappella. We sang in three or four part harmony from, from the, the chapel's balcony. It's absolutely stunning. Being in the choir, I didn't really get the chance to experience the, the nativity as a member of the audience until after I graduated. The school also held a separate holiday concert called the Festival of Carols, which featured the entire school, including the girls in the junior school, the children in the junior school, because we the school had boys until grade two at that time. The junior school is what we call the elementary division. The nativity only featured performers in grade seven and above as actors, and grade nine and above as singers. So what's happening today, 2021? Well, as noted, we celebrate both holidays. 
For safety reasons, we have an electric menorah, which we display in our living room. We eat latkes with applesauce, but never sour cream. Neither my husband nor I are fans of it, so we never introduce sour cream to junior mints. Greek yogurt, by the way, is an excellent alternative if you're looking for something creamy. And we also use stewed apples, and they're really good. They're just as good as applesauce, I think. We read Hanukkah books, as well as ones featuring kids and interfaith families. And of course, like I said, he gets presents. As for Christmas, well, we got actually today, this year, a new pre-lit fake tree. We're, we also, we, we de just decorated it, and uh, it has got a mostly gold and red color scheme. I'm not sure if we're going to have a turkey dinner this year, but we're definitely going to do my annual French toast tradition on Christmas Day. So what's the French toast tradition? It's baked French toast, one savory and one sweet. I suppose you can say it's basically bread pudding, only with sliced bread. Okay, it's not like sliced white sandwich bread. The savory one is made either with challah or high-protein gluten-free bread that I make from a mix. Then it's topped first with custard, which is usually egg milk plus some dried herbs and quark. Quark is, by the way, a creamy cheese that's kind of like cream cheese, but not. It's like cottage cheese, as well as tomatoes and mozzarella. I guess you can call it like a margarita French toast if you add basil. Uh, yeah, I guess so. The sweet version is made with Hong Kong style coconut bread as with the usual traditional custard. It's, it's really good. Our little guy loved both versions last year. Now that we have a child, Santa does visit. And yes, we hang stockings the night before and open presents in the morning. Growing up, I never had the tradition of leaving Santa a snack, but, and we're not doing it now either. This would be followed by a movie, which we used to rent, but now we stream, and take out Chinese food. In previous years, we ordered Canadianized, you know, North American-style Chinese food. Stuff like chop suey, egg rolls, chicken balls, and et cetera, et cetera. But last year, we went with one of our favorites, which leans more towards Taiwanese and Northern-style cuisine. And I think we're going to order from them again this year. Not sure yet. It's still a lot of time. The following day, being Boxing Day, usually means shopping. And for those of you listening south of the border, Boxing Day in Canada is like Black Friday. Neither of us has actually done Boxing Day shopping at a mall in years, and opting more for online shopping. And this was, you know, even before the pandemic hit. Holidays don't end with Boxing Day, of course. There's still New Year's Eve and even New Year's Day. For us, the tradition on New Year's Eve is to order Indian food. It first started in 2009 to 2009 when my husband and I came back from a trip into Hong Kong. This was just months after we got engaged and we went there to introduce him to my extended family. It was a fun trip where we also introduced him to Hong Kong style Western food, the Cha Tan Tang. We can talk more about Cha Tan Tang in a future episode. We actually didn't order in that year. Instead, we threw butter chicken sauce over some meat and broccoli and had that with rice. The following year, however, was from a restaurant and thereafter as well. It's been our thing for over 10 years. 
Well, that along with watching the countdown on CNN and sipping champagne. Our little guy is still too young to join us, but maybe when he's four or five, we can do that, giving him some sparkling grape juice. I think I stayed up for the first time when I was about five. Or rather, I slept for a few hours and then woke up for the countdown. As for January 1st, New, Year Day, New Year's Day, well, in the before times, we'd go to a neighborhood hotel for brunch. But what are we doing this year? Probably the same as last year, ordering brunch in. It'll likely be delivery again. I'm not sure where we're going to order from. It's whatever's open on January 1st. Some places of our favorites do, including a neighborhood place, which is basically 24-7-365. Maybe from there? I'm not sure. We still have a lot of time. Last year, we ordered in diner food, nothing too fancy. So anyway, what are your family holiday traditions? What winter holidays do you celebrate? Are you a multicultural family, immigrant family, multi-faith? Love to hear from you, and don't forget, you can always contact me via social media or email. Once again, have an amazing holiday season, and we'll be back in 2022 with new episodes. I hope you enjoyed today's episode of Cynthia Talks Life, Delectably Chic or Otherwise. Our opening theme is called Progress is Inevitable by Black Rome, and our closing music is called Landing Place by Mark July. Both are courtesy of Shutterstock. Stay tuned for more coming soon to wherever you listen to podcasts. If you would like to contact me, please email me at talkslife at cynthiacmintz.com. Questions, suggestions, and tips are always welcome. Hey, I may even answer some of your questions on air. You can also find me on social at for Instagram at Cynthia C. Mintz and Twitter on, at Cynthia CM79. You want to read my blog? I'm at www.cynthiacmintz.com. You can find all this information in the show notes. And if you would like to be featured on this show, I'm open to interviews, so please let, let me know. See you next time. <laughs>